Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the March spring sale, March 15th through the 25th, and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Stop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Riverdale's back. back. Yeah, we're all doing it. <laughs> Which one were you going to do? I was going to do Riverdale's back. All right. <laughs> and um, you were about to do Guess Who's Back, 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 Back Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale is back, guys. And don't worry, it is not not pulling any punches. I did have to text MJ um, about a quarter of the way through it when I finally realized that they were, in fact, they weren't sent this wasn't their ancestors sent into the past oh no this is themselves picked up from the present and put into 1955 yeah but they don't remember anything that happened in the last six seasons except for jughead all right i I, i'm already feel like i'm behind in trying to explain this it is tough though and for when you sent me that text i was like jack you get your head in the game of course it's not their ancestors but then of course it's reasonable to assume it would have been their ancestors because how many times have we gone back in time on riverdale to see the young fred andrews played (laughs) by Archie and et cetera, right? And how many times have we gone back in time even further than that? We've gone to the 80s. We've gone to the 1600s. We've got to the 1600s. So why wouldn't we go to 1955 and have it be ancestors? But you know what else we've already done on Riverdale? Time jump. Yeah, man. We've time jumped forward. So now we're just time jumping time backwards. Jumping back. And it's the same characters. Everyone is themselves. But as you said, no one has any memory of... Present day Riverdale, Rivervale, explosions, bombs, body snatching, gargoyles, none organ of it. Organ harvesting Ex- cults. Organ they harvesting, don't remember any of it. Blessedly free from all of that trauma. And, and aren't they happier? Don't they seem much happier? Archie and Betty. But the only one who knows is, of course, Jughead. I would say the only one that I'm going to go ahead and already assume who is the most unhappy, and that's someone we didn't get to spend a lot of time with this episode, and that is now back in the closet, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's back in the closet. That's what we, Jeff and I kept joking around, was like, is Jughead just gonna grab Kevin and be like, 
You, you, your mother told you you were husky and then you had to suck cock in the <laughs> forest. And we were just waiting for that reveal to happen. But instead, um, in describing Kevin's past life, Jughead did say, uh, you directed a lot of musicals and we're in an organ harvesting cult. Yes. That's what he said instead. Jughead is trying to refresh everyone's memory about who they are and when he gets to Kevin, he has like a hilarious like, oh, no, it's 1955. Should I tell him he was an out gay man? No. Instead, I'll say that you directed a lot of musicals. Yep. And now Kevin is in a relationship with Betty. Yeah. In 1955, which is very weird. I can I just say going out the gate. All right. And I know that this doesn't happen until the end of the episode, but I must say it now. I'm very surprised that the rest of the season isn't just Jughead trying to convince all of them to get back to the present. Because during this whole episode, Jughead is the only one that remembers. But in the end of the episode, the guardian angel of Riverdale, a.k.a. Tabitha does give should i even say this yet should i go back no, do it say it now i just want to first of all compliment ourselves because we've now made it four minutes into this podcast without uh talking about emmett till which is about two minutes longer <laughs> than riverdale went before they started talking about emmett till so we're gonna come back to emmett till content note for the large role that emmett till plays in this episode but we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about that ending moment when, because this is one of those Riverdales where you can't talk about the A plot, the B plot, the C plot. You have to zoom out and you have to talk about it in a kind of meta, what has happened in the entire experience way. So at the beginning we learn, okay, nobody, it's 1955. Everybody is themselves, but nobody remembers the real, the other timeline except for Jughead. At the end, Tabitha, the guardian angel of Riverdale comes to... <laughs> Why did you just roll your eyes when you said guardian angel of Riverdale? <laughs> Tabitha, the chronokinetic Tabitha. Tabitha, who, let's be honest, was a pretty underdeveloped character even before they turned her into the guardian angel of Riverdale. Yeah. And they have not invested much in developing her since turning her into the guardian angel of Riverdale. Isn't Archie... The guardian angel of Riverdale. Why is it Tabitha someone who came in late in the game? I know. Why is it Tabitha? Nobody cares about Tabitha. Nobody knows anything about Tabitha except that she is the granddaughter of Pop. What? Yes, Archie is. Archie's the the vigilante of Riverdale, I guess, but not the guardian angel. Yeah, it's I'd, I I I struggle with the guardian angel of Riverdale plotline for Tabitha, but she tells Jughead, you know. Yada, yada, yada. I couldn't figure out how to save Riverdale from Bailey's Comet. And because so, if you remember, Bailey's Comet was coming at the end of last season. So right. this was the Guardian Angel's way of saving her friends. Right. Putting them in 1955. Right. Because they couldn't stop the Comet. So she has to go back in time where they're safe. Yes. But she had to go far enough back in time. Where, uh, where the, Emmett that, Till that, is. That they had so far enough back in time that she charges Jughead with making the arc of the moral universe bend towards justice. justice. Which is, of course, a Dr. King quote. But 
Now it's a Tabitha quote. And <laughs> she stole it from Dr. King. <laughs> it is like, uh, oh, oh, we're not, we're not trying not to talk about Emma Till right now, but for some reason, there I think has, we let you loose. Let's let you loose. You know, we're going to get back to the end. Don't worry. We're okay. Because we'll there get is, there. why do, but my main question is, why does, why does she take Jughead's memory away? I don't get that part. That's the thing. So the guardian angel takes, Jughead's memories of the present away with a kiss so that the guardian angel because like while all this stuff in 1955 is happening the guardian angel didn't want him to muck up too much ah, so essentially she's curious. like you he's too curious like a little cat <laughs> so you like he's she's batting the cat with a little kiss on the mouth <laughs> and saying no you don't remember anymore she's and kissing the cat on the mouth he's right why is a human kissing a cat on the mouth <laughs> you know you know like a human kissing a cat on the mouth <laughs> and she's going to go and try and Fix the timelines so that they can go back to the present, but that they won't die in Bailey's Comet. So they are going to eventually come back to the present. But I don't know if you follow Roberto Aguirre Sacasa or any of our beloved Riverdale characters on Instagram, but they seem to be still recording in 1955 and i'm pretty sure this entire season is still going to be in 1955 oh yeah they should not they better not start a season in 1955 and then just be like ha forget it like no we're in 1955 remember rivervale yes. remember the first the five episodes of just like amazing television and then they went back to fucking Percival? Yes. Uh, still, still mad about Percival. I accidentally started an episode of season six instead of season seven, and I was like, no, ah! Percival, no. Not Percival, but, he's dead. Yeah, so, right. So, okay, so that's why they erase, why, the Guardian Angel erased Jughead's memory of present day so that she can feel free to move around in time without him getting his little curious fingers in it. That makes sense. But she gives him a charge. He can't remember anything. He's trying to run home and write everything down, but it's disappearing. And she gives him a charge. And the only three words that he can remember by the time he gets to his notebook and pen is bend towards justice. Which is again, a reference to this very famous quote, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, which, what first I don't even get me started it's obviously a fantastic quote but people use it to like be like well everything always gets better but that's not what he meant meant you have to work towards it it doesn't just happen automatically but I just want to ask is it time for Emmett Till talk it's time to talk about Emmett Till the reason why we're talking about Emmett Till is because it is heavily present Inside of this episode of Riverdale. Yeah. It's not just like a one-off line. MJ's not going crazy because <laughs> of just like a little thing. Actually, the main part of this yes. episode, the main plot was about Emmett Till. It's like the central like symbol of the episode, really. And it's not really a symbol because it's not really standing for anything. But within the first two minutes and 45 seconds of the episode... They are talking about Emmett Till's murder and his funeral, um, and they're explaining, you know, who he is. Emmett Till was a 14-year-old uh, who was wrongfully accused of catcalling a white woman and obviously, uh, you know, a foundational piece of U.S. history. But I guess my question is why? And, and I really did agonize over this because on the one hand, if they went back to 1955, and of course... 
it's fun that they go back to 1955 because this is like the original time setting of Riverdale, right? So right. Jug, everyone look, all the characters look like how the characters actually looked in the comics originally. Love the costume design. Great. Real, I'm, I'm digging the set designs. Yeah. I'm really digging it. It's cool. And like, yeah, the, the cars and everything. So it's like, it's like season one of Riverdale was like, ooh, what if it was Riverdale but in the present tense and it's all sexy. And so it's kind of fun to be like, ooh, but what I would if it's that sexy Riverdale, but what if it's in the past again? All fun. And it would be like bad to or annoying or missing an opportunity maybe to be like, we're back in 1955, but we're not going to talk about racism. Because obviously, if you're going to do a story set in 1955, like you should talk about racism. Yes. And so for that reason, I'm actually really intrigued by like the choice to be like, we're going to this we're in 1955, but also you can't tell a story in 1955 without like violence, racist violence being central to it because that was a central guiding force of the country at that time. On the other hand, couldn't it be considered perhaps a little bit in poor taste mm. to bring the very real story of somebody whose relatives are very much still alive, by the way, because this was not actually that long ago, into the Riverdale universe? Mm. Like, Riverdale. It's just, I am so, I talked with Gideon about, he did not watch the episode with me, by the way, but I did talk with him about this. And he was like, I don't know, like, if this is how young people are learning about Emmett Till, like, maybe it's like, good that we're bringing it in this way. It's just like, it's just Riverdale, such a strange, Riverdale always tries to do its little woke things and we love it. But like, it's just like, you're going to talk about the specific horrors of this specific story and the photographs of Emmett Till at his funeral, which is one of the reasons why this is such a foundational thing, because Emmett Till's mother wanted to publish these photographs. And you're going to use this as a plot point in Riverdale <laughs> season seven, episode one? Like, is it okay? I just don't know. I It might be good. It might be bad. I truly do, do not know. How would you have felt that... It if it was the same thing, but instead of Emmett Till, they called him like Schmemmet Rill. I was like, how would say you, this. How would you feel they, about it? What if they had done the Riverdale thing, yeah. which is when they bring in real people and then like change one letter of their name? I think Schmemmet Rill would have <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the name that they call the the, uh, the their credit cards? They call it like, you know, they have everything uh, I, that's like, yes, it's they've like. they got all the different dumb names. Instead like, of Amex, it's like, like Am Max or something, you know they yeah they have all the dumb names for real things. And if they if they had been like you know right like Gemit Till, that I think <laughs> would have been worse. But then on the other hand, again, I'm just like this is like using a real tragedy to advance the plotline of Riverdale just seems inherently disrespectful, but maybe I'm wrong. Jeff just kept grabbing my arm, just being like, are they going to show the pictures? They're not going to show the pictures, are they? Because then I feel like that's going too far. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if the CW is going to allow the real pictures of something that actually happened to a person. I, you know what, MJ, I didn't see why you were so upset until you started saying why you were so <laughs> upset, like that you couldn't tell if you loved that they were doing this or didn't because it, I was happy because I didn't know. It was like, I wonder if Emmett Till is still with everything going on, like, is it still being able to be taught in schools? Right, like right, I, you know, as someone that. that doesn't have any kids in school, I have no idea. And I'm just watching from afar and at least watching from my home state as it's just ripping up the idea of what education is. So right. part of me was like, oh, I'm glad that they're that this is 
something that's being discussed. Yeah. Th- but I understand where you're coming from. Well, but no, but you also make a good point, right? Like, obviously, there's a huge tack on teaching about racism in schools now and they're called they call it critical race theory and it's the anti-crt in florida is all and so 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 right there is part of me that's like okay all right like we're gonna and again the instinct is good to be like we cannot tell a story about americana in 1955 without bringing in the very very real specific like constant presence of racism. Yes. Like that, I think it's actually very cool that they did that, especially because they have clearly made an effort to get more actors of color on the show. And it would be really a loss if they were just like, it's 1955, but everything is, is fine. fine. And there's black characters here and there's no racism. Like, so, so it is, yeah. I, I, and I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. I have no idea. It's just, it's just a choice. It is a choice to just, bring up Emmett Till throughout the entirety of an episode of Riverdale. I, I, will, I will continue to process. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the March spring sale, March 15th through the 25th, and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Stop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. But one thing that the Emmett Till storyline did bring, so essentially what happens with it is that Tony and Tabitha and some other character that I don't know if we got the name of, they go to the funeral of Emmett Till, and then they come back and they want to read a story that Tony wrote for the paper. And Betty is like, I would love to include this article, but Principal Featherhead won't allow it to be put into the newspaper at school so betty goes to her parents alice and hal Hal cooper hal cooper who is now back by the way and is he still a serial killer see you couldn't get past that until i couldn't get past the fact that hal cooper betty's father the black hood is now back in the world of riverdale but is he still a serial killer we don't know because he doesn't remember because that's when i figured out that they weren't their ancestors because i was like jeff he probably is still a serial killer because remember Hal Cooper like his father also was a serial killer and Jeff's like but that's not his grandfather Jackie that's himself and I was like what (laughs) um but (laughs) so she goes to her parents who both work for the news like the television news and they're not allowed to read anything about Emmett Till either so then it becomes this thing where Tony and Tabitha and Betty and Cheryl, they all team up together to read this poem that they like about Emmett Till and about like the the feelings of woe that come from this kind of disparity. Yeah, and it's a it's a Langston Hughes poem. And and I will say that I was 
pretty move yes. by the show of solidarity that that Cheryl and Betty you know, like it was really like an actually kind of cool example of like students coming together. And I feel like of, of Cheryl and Betty choosing to actively be anti-racist comrades with Tabitha and Tony. And Very I actually it. did like that part. And yeah, so Cheryl says, all right, if you're not going to they go to Cheryl. And even though Cheryl's being a huge bitch to Veronica the entire time, they say, like, you know, we're being censored here. Nobody wants us to talk about this story. So will you let us use your platform on the morning announcements to read this Langston Hughes poem? And Cheryl, as she always does, comes through when it really counts. She really and does. she does. And it's actually it is actually a very cool scene. And that's I did. I did like that. It made me. And I. OK, this is this might be going too far, <laughs> but it kind of made me think about like the whole plot line in the first season when like they all come together, like when all the girls yes. in Riverdale come together and yes, I was just like, oh, I, we haven't seen them work together yes. in seasons. Yes. I love it when they come together and I do love it when they come together about something that is bigger than them. You know, like it's fun when they come together to like stop a serial killer, but it's, it is also fun when they come together. I love the plot line in the first season where they all come together to, you know, call bullshit on the, you know, basically rape culture going on at the school and it's really exciting. And so it was actually very, I, I found myself watching the scene and being like, this is actually like a really great example of anti-racism coming from Cheryl and Betty. And then I was like, I can't believe I'm thinking this. Thinking this about Riverdale. And then also another way that this, not to get now to, we're going to go, I'm going to shift if I may to um, uh, speculating about what, what seeds are being planted, which is a favorite Ooh, pastime yes, here of, of Riverdale. But did you notice, so in addition to talking about the murder of Emmett Till in the funeral and using that as a way of, of right. Talking about Tony and Tabitha's kind of like activism. They also, they keep talking about the pictures and that's, that's real. The pictures of Emmett Till were, you know, were published and his mother wanted them to be published. And there was this, you know, foundational moment in U S history. And they also keep talking about the pictures of James Dean's car crash. Molly Ringwald, Archie's mother, wants him to stop driving his hot rod around because James Dean in this timeline has just died in his car crash. And she keeps saying the pictures, the pictures, Archie. And so I feel like they're planting some seed about pictures or is it just them being like, is that just their way of being like, it's 1955 and everyone's mind is blown by like pictures in the newspaper or are they planting some seed about the power of photography? You know Ooh, what I mean? I don't That might be too deep, MJ. Or is something going to come? Cause they just keep being like the, the pictures, pictures of James Dean, yes. the pictures of Emmett Till. It's repeated throughout the episode. And I'm just wondering if that is a seed they're planting. Do you think that pictures from present day are going to resurface in some manner? Maybe. Yes. I, exact, yeah. Something like that. Like a picture is going to jog their memory. And I guess that's also where I went to go get annoyed again, because I was like, are they using like real facts about Emmett Till as a symbol? Like, where is this? Like, what? where is the Emmett Till stuff here going to be used to advance plot lines in Riverdale? And that's where I feel like it starts to get a little bit like uh, in poor taste. Yeah. And then, yeah, the role, the constant presence of James Dean was the other like historical kind of, you know, He played post. for both sides of the net. Yes. <laughs> and I looked it up 
And that is true, or at least there was a lot of speculation about it. And there is a a rumor that he said, no, I'm not a homosexual, but I'm not going to go through life with one hand tied behind my back. Hell yeah. So that is kind of fun for Riverdale to bring in, you know, queer slash maybe gay James Dean. There's also, I, I did I did go through a bit of a worm time on this. And there's some theories, not that he was bi, but that he was actually gay and closeted. Ooh. But whatever. That is, J- James Dean and <laughs> Emmett Till are the two like highlights of this symbols. Yeah. The high, like for the, they want you to know parts. it is 1955 <laughs> and don't you forget it. You thought, Oh no, no, no. That maybe it could have been the early sixties. No, it's 1955. It is 1955. James Dean, Emmett Till. Don't forget it. 1955. And they really are. And I feel like they did the same thing when they did the time jump forward seven years that they really hit you over the head of like, okay, we know it's the 1950s. It's like a one, two, three, rock around and we yes. rock around. It was like, yes, I know. I get it. Yeah. Even though, of course, with the seven year time jump, there was no way that they could make it make sense because it made no sense because where, how did the seven years happen when there was smartphones in the first few seasons? We did, th- you can go back and listen to old Riverdale roundups to hear us try to agonize about how that made, how that time jump worked. But, here they are able to be like very heavy handed about the the you know the cars and the lack of and there's a scene where Jughead is trying to explain to them where they're coming from and he's like we all have phones and we carry them around in our pockets and they're just laughing at him that scene was kind of fun they're too. laughing at that that was pretty great so essentially Jughead this whole episode is trying to deal with the fact that he remembers the past he's trying to live in the present but he's then realizes maybe if I get everyone to wake up and realize that they have been shifted into the past, I can get them to understand and then we can go back to the present, which is, of course, not what ended up happening. I did write down that Jughead did say to them in 1955, he says, I have an idea. Now it's a crazy one, but it might work. So short of waiting for Bailey's Comet to return, the other way we could break through the space-time continuum is by getting Archie and Betty to make out on top of Archie's bed. And then we blow up a bomb underneath them. Yeah. Can you imagine saying this to people? And everyone, it is kind of fun because everyone is looking at him and like, Lily Reinhardt, man, she has just such a great condescending smile. She's just looking at him with her like, kind of like patern like uh you know kind of like mm-hmm, sweetheart mm, pa- you know, patronizing. patronizing that's yes. the word i'm looking for yes like <laughs> everyone's just looking at him and like kind of smiling like sure. you've lost the plot jughead and sure jughead and it, it, it that was like you know how the, sometimes there's moments of self-aware riverdale like that was self-aware riverdale because obviously if you describe any plot line of riverdale Sounds insane, no matter what plotline mm-hmm. it is. And so I feel like that was the Riverdale writers being like, let's have Jughead describe a plotline of Riverdale and it'll sound so, so stupid. Crazy. That's our show. <laughs> you can't describe it without it sounding really fucking dumb. <laughs> so Jughead's trying to get them to remember. And for some reason, what he does, because... Things change when you go back in time, but not everything changes. So he was able to dig up the time capsule that they buried Mm -hmm. in the last season, but they buried it in present day. But in 1955, it's also still there. So he digs it up to give them each 
the thing that they put in, mm-hmm. like, you know, very important, the booklet for Carrie the musical that Kevin put in. <laughs> and so he gives it to all of them. They're all like, what is this? Where did this come from? But I feel like they're not wowed enough. I If I was given something from like... 70 years in the future wouldn't you be like what is this yeah whoa jeepers <laughs> criminies you know i i would expect more of a hubbub from that how about the fact how about when kevin goes i don't get it how would i get the 80 great inch what's the inch like what is it like that was you know that's, uh, that, was pretty <laughs> funny. that was pretty cute yeah because Jughead is so wrapped up in trying to get them to remember their past selves, which is also part of the reason why Tabitha, a.k.a. the guardian angel of Riverdale, kisses him to take his memories away. And of all of the times that I was even saying that, like, they're doing a good job of keeping it in the 1950s. But then they play Real Hero by Electric Youth, (laughs) which is one of my fucking favorite songs. And I was like, why are they playing this song right now? Very into the moment, but it was not very 1950s. Of them. That was really. Is that from the Drive soundtrack? It certainly is from the Drive <laughs> soundtrack. Just, there was a there was a time, and it was a good time when the Drive soundtrack was everywhere. It was it was lit, shall we say? <laughs> it Can was, I say it, it was lit? And they started. I was like, watch. I was like, okay, all right. I think we're about to be done with this episode of Riverdale. It's time to process. And then I started hearing the 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 ding, yes ding, the little ding, twinkles ding, of. Real <laughs> I didn't know you loved that soundtrack too. That soundtrack was amazing. I think it was because my roommate at the time just played that soundtrack constantly. I want to say what was that, 2010? Maybe. Around around then. But yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great soundtrack. And I was excited because Riverdale doesn't usually like I feel like um the sound design is not always my favorite. Like I don't think it's where they're putting their money. Yes, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Yes, like that. exactly. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I spent so much time thinking about thinking about how I felt about the Emmett Till thing that I and I and I've tried. I've spent a lot of time since yesterday trying to zoom back and be like, okay, how was a, regardless of whether or not that that entire driving conceit is appropriate? How do we feel about the rest of the? characters you know the the, what did you think about veronica now i will say can we just i want to give a special shout out to whoever was costuming veronica in this episode because old veronica i'm gonna say old as if she's not at least 10 years younger than even (laughs) in the time jump but old veronica's fits i wasn't always like like that's it i i guess i just i she's got such she looks good. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it was like hidden behind some of her clothes, but her clothes in this episode, even though, can we just say they don't look like teenagers? They so don't look like teenagers. It's hilarious. They, they never did, it but they especially funny. don't. They especially don't now. And KJ Apple but Veronica looks, looks great. Absolutely 35 to me. Like, I don't even know how old he is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know Cole Sprouse just turned 30. Okay. I, I, all right, I got to look it up. How old is KJ Appa? But now they're all, like, uh, if you didn't believe it seven years ago that they were in high school, I don't know what to tell you now, man. KJ Appa is only 25? 
What? He was born in 1997? He was born in 1997? Is that true? No way. So he got Archie when he was like 18? What on earth? Wow. Maybe, maybe, you know what? He is a father. Maybe he's just tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've you I've know, also aged ten years since I had children, so maybe it's that. People are constantly saying how beautiful my skin is, and I was like, I think it's because I haven't had children, <laughs> and they haven't stolen my youth. Do your parents ever tell you that children steal your youth? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel that way about your? Children? I do. Yeah. Oh, when I see pictures of myself before, I'm like, wow, I really did. I just like rapidly and immediately aged. Like, <laughs> And it's like a horror story, except it's just it's what your life is. Story. <laughs> he looks good, though. Veronica coming to town was a big part of this episode yes. as well, because in this, it's like the beginning of Riverdale where Veronica just shows up. But in this now, Hermione and Hiram are both like superstars. They're both like television superstars on Miha. Of course. And I was upset because at one point and and essentially they sent away Veronica from Hollywood because she was wrapped all up with James Dean and being like a young ne'er-do-well. And they had to send away the ne'er-do-well to a small town so that she couldn't do as much damage anymore. But they sent her to go live by herself her junior year of high school. If that's not asking for a teenager to do things that they're not supposed to. I don't know if you had any friends that didn't have parents around, but I certainly had friends that didn't have parents around. And we did a lot of drugs in their home. Well, I think that they have Winthrop or whoever the 1955 version of Winthrop spying on her because Veronica brings mm. Archie back to the Pembroke. Um, and then Hermione calls, but wait, isn't what's her face, um, not part of the show anymore. So was, and that, that wasn't Hermione that wasn't Lodge's her. voice. Uh-huh, no, yeah, there's no way like that was her. her voice. Okay. No. All right. And, and Hiram isn't part of the show. And Mark Consuelos is not part of the show anymore either. No. Right. Okay. So that's no, and neither why. is Marisol Nichols. And it, I'm, I'm mad because it was like, oh, they're going, I just like, I had a hope that I, I think had hung up on a shelf. Yeah. And I dusted it off and I was like, yeah. if they're going back to being teenagers, maybe we get more parents and yeah. all we get is Molly Ringwald. I know. I know. Always the least exciting of the parents. Not for nothing. Yeah. No, that's oh, that's so interesting because, right, she's like, oh, like, yeah, I think the show is called Oh Miha. And she's basically basically Hermione and Hiram are like Lucy and Desi um, and have like the I Love Lucy show, which is, I think, their w- way of dealing with like the fact that in 1955, like. Like things were also not really uh, wouldn't have been fair for like Latina people either. But rather than like they they just are kind of like, ah, like they're like famous people like the way that Desi Arnaz was. But they don't ever show the show and they don't show. Th- and I was like, oh, we're going to this will be fun. Like, let's see like their little Riverdale alternate universe version of I Love Lucy. But. Of course they can't because Hiram and Hermione aren't actually the actors aren't there anymore. There. So that's an interesting that actually may I was like, why are they like dropping this little gem that this is that she's like the child of Lucy and Desi Arnaz, basically, but not actually bringing back Hiram and Hermione. But that's why I'm desperate for them. Yes, I know. It really is a huge loss not to have the the parents anymore. Yeah. I mean, everybody looked great. 
it's interesting because none, since none of them have any memories of anything that happened in Riverdale, like like Betty is like not dark Betty. Betty's just, just like Betty, like a happy Betty. She's just Betty, and like Archie is just like a happy, smiling, doofus, not vigilante, which is kind of what he not head is. of the fire department, not you he's know, not so sad. He's not the head so of an orphan boxing ring <laughs> orphanage, not being mauled by a bear. Yeah, they're just normal. Not it's very movie. weird to go back, and yeah. like that's why. Are we going to go back? What kind of magic science are we going to get in this season because of the fact that, like, well, all of that stuff doesn't exist anymore, so you don't have to worry about any of those things, but Tony is still a serpent. Oh, my God, how hot did Tony look in that denim jacket with the fucking serpent's logo on it? I was yeah. so, Also, Tony just... Tony looks her age and tony looks hot 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 so hot yeah tony wow. tony looks fantastic like good lord very 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 hot across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the March spring sale, March 15th through the 25th, and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And, of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Stop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Did Jughead have a snake on his sweater? Why did he have an S on his sweater? Because that's a, the old school. Um, that is his her his original costume has an S. Has an S. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, is that an S for serpent? And I'm not familiar enough with Archie, like canonically, right? As I could be. And I, I, wish, I guess I yeah. need to start looking into this. I know. I'm like, now do we need to educate ourselves about actual original Riverdale comics? Whoa! Now I want to give a shout out to Caitlin because Caitlin wrote in a bonkers Riverdale theory, but I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate where your head is at because this is something a little bit that Jeff and I were talking about, and you put it into words, and I just want to say thank you, Caitlin. Caitlin says. What if season seven is actually set in Jughead's version of the afterlife? For the record, I do hope my theory is wrong because I kind of find this plot development lazy. Then again, it's Riverdale, Jughead. <laughs> At the end of season six, we see the gang in Riverdale circa 1955. No one remembers their present day lives except for our canonical narrator, Jughead. We have seen the OG comic version of Jughead a few times in the series, but most notably in Jughead's personal sweet hereafter. If Jughead is dead, this would also fall in line with our beloved Nightmare Child, a.k.a. Cheryl's prediction at the end of season six that some of the resurrected must die for her to stop the comet. Plus, Tabitha's future-seeing prediction that Jughead is destined to die. It could also fit in with the opening lines in 1950s Riverdale about James Dean dying 
too young. Assuming that is a weird way that Jughead's consciousness is letting him know that he is dead. Again, I hate this theory, <laughs> but I had to put it on virtual paper before season seven aired. Here's yep. to hoping I'm wrong. So this person wrote it before mm. she saw the first episode. So I liked where your head was at. Yeah. Liked where your head was at. And I still think that it could fall into the fact that maybe Jughead is dead and that that's what the guardian angel is trying to break up the timelines to figure out a way to save Riverdale and save Jughead. Yeah. Well, because right. I was going to ask kind of with our last few minutes, do you have any, any predictions? Cause there really isn't much plot in this episode. There is the kind of anti-racism. But Emmett plot. Till. <laughs> a lot of Emmett Till. <laughs> Despite the ever presence of Emmett Till throughout this episode, there is not much plot, but it's basically just an introduction of all the characters. But then at the very end, in addition to this conversation between the guardian angel of Riverdale and Jughead, we get this like, he's like, I wrote down Ben towards justice. So they're kind of given a mission. This The mission in this season is that they have to change the arc of history from 1955 to bend towards justice. But then he's like, and then I saw something I had never seen before because his memory has just been wiped away. And it's his hat all episode. He's wearing a, his spiky hat, but it's the 1955 version of his spiky hat. And then at the very, very end, he looks down at his desk and he sees his like stocking cap beanie version of his spiky hat, which had been his item in the time capsule and it's like, dun-dun-dun, oh, Jughead's hat. And I was just like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? What could that possibly mean? I think that that means that between him writing down Ben Towards Justice and him having the present day 2023 hat, I think that that's going to be his tie that something is amiss. That even though he doesn't have the memories anymore, that he's still going to be aroused about sniffing around like the little rat king remember when he became a rat king um <laughs> sniffing around of the little rat king that he is and i think that that's going to keep him curious as you said earlier ah uh, and i think that was the dun 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 the hat dun 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 the hat he's not gonna forget because he's, he's got the hat human <laughs> And also Tabitha has to use her chronokinesis to get us out of 1955, which is such a great line. And there's also, mind you, there's like 1955 Tabitha also. Yes. So there's like- Boros there's Snorro, a regular, by the way. Very Boros Noro, despite her quest for racial justice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, we didn't bring up Julian. Oh, my God, oh, Julian. Julian. Ug ugliest actor to ever join the ranks wow. of Riverdale. Sorry, Julian. I feel bad for Julian. Why would they do this to him? So, I okay, remember how before <laughs> I said that, oh, so they go back in time, but Hal Cooper is there all of a sudden, and I don't know if he's yeah. still a serial killer. They also brought back J.J. Blossom, Cheryl's twin brother, but it's not JJ, it's Julian, and he is played by, I'm sorry, young gentleman. <laughs> I know you're not listening He's to this. He's a fine looking man. He's just not in the Riverdale He's, universe. Yes. And also, why? Why would there be a different twin in 1955, except for that they just couldn't get the actor who played 
JJ. That's could it's the gotta only be that. It's it literally that. has to be that. They have to reverse engineer like a thing where they're like, oh yeah, we said there was a triplet who didn't survive. Let's figure out how to make that work because it's gotta just be that they could not get JJ. Even though they could get JJ last season. Wait, was Julian that the was third? JJ. Was that the name of the unborn third? Of the the trip of the unborn tur- third. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's he almost an unborn turd, and I think we should start <laughs> calling him the unborn turd. <laughs> oh, Julian, the unborn turd over here. <laughs> yes, Julian was the unborn turd. If I, I'm ninety, I mean, I haven't, I didn't go back and rewatch, but I'm ninety five percent sure that the that the unborn <laughs> triplet's name was Julian. Oh, but why is that the? Tw- Twin that's alive in this universe and not I don't JJ, know. except that the actor who plays JJ was unavailable. Gotta be the only explanation. I hope I'm wrong. I will eat my hat if the actor who plays JJ shows up later in the season and they somehow tie together all the triplet plotline that was a seed that they dropped several seasons ago. Because yes. as people know, we come they drop a lot of seeds and we don't follow the seeds. And I like I like it when they follow, they follow the, the seeds. seeds. And I did love the entrance of Penelope Blossom, Cheryl and Julian's mother. She comes in and goes, why on God's earth are you two in such sullen, sulking moods? It's not like you're poor. <laughs> and I, I stood up and I clapped and I was like, what an entrance. Penelope Blossom's back. Because if you remember, Penelope Blossom was put into... Oh, prison for being a part of the Griffins and Gargoyles shenanigans. And then there was the prison break. So Penelope Blossom got out, but then we never knew what happened to Penelope Blossom. We just knew there was the prison break that was constructed by Hiram Lodge. So now Penelope Blossom is back and she looked banging. She did. She looked great. I'm glad. So happy Penelope Blossom's back. I'm glad that you remember that because I was like, I couldn't, if you asked me where, when this season begins, where is Penelope Blossom? I could have said in the walls at Thornhill. I could have said, Dead. I could have said in prison. I had no idea where that bitch is. And so, I'm pretty sure that was the last that we heard of Penelope Blossom. I'm fairly sure because she has lived in the walls before. So she it's certainly has. She's been in the walls again. But and that's it, when she was manipulating the body of JJ. And or uh, but now, so that must mean. Does that mean that JJ is still dead in this world? I don't think there is a JJ in this world. I think it's so. He's of, the unborn turd. I think, I think right. I think that oh. JJ is the unborn turd. I don't know if they <laughs> what if they go anywhere with this. I will commend them because I think that this is just a whoopsie daisy. Actors don't want to be a part of Riverdale anymore. Situation. Which how but could it, you not? <laughs> but Hello, maybe groundbreaking it, television. Maybe it is some amazing long game that they were. They're going to tie in this thread from several seasons ago when they mentioned the unborn turd Julian, or is it a casting issue? That is. Like the ever-present question of Riverdale is, did they do this on purpose or on accident? Or on accident. We'll never know. Oh, we'll never know. (laughs) But I'm so happy to be back. And I wasn't as disgusted by this episode as I thought it was going to be. Yes, it was a fine episode, (laughs) except for, again, the giant question mark that is, should they have invoked the story of Emmett Till uh, or not? Will they continue to? 
how will they? Um, but invoking the you know the constant presence of racism in 1955, I think is cool. And I was, I yeah, I I, I <laughs> aside from my initial shock of them bringing in Emmett Till's murder into Riverdale, I I was otherwise pleased with the episode except that nothing happened yeah nothing really did happen but i'm still yeah i and honestly as much as i was confused by the playing of a real hero by electric youth at the end (laughs) i think it really did i was just like you know what i like this episode yes and i think it's simply because now i'm just gonna go listen to a real hero for the rest of the week when they bring in real music it really Puts the whole episode up one grade level, you know, same oh, yeah. thing when they bring in like that time they brought in Toxic. I, keep, I said it before, I'll say it again. It was fantastic. Like they just, they need, Riverdale benefits. I've also been watching a lot of Love is Blind. Oof. Shows benefit from real music being played. Not like Love is Blind music, but like when a real song is played, it will do wonders to make you Love think- is a risk. <laughs> That's my favorite one. (laughs) That's the thing that Real Hero did. It reminded me that a real song will tie together a narrative that isn't even there. It will make you think you just watched a very good episode of TV, even if you didn't. Even if you didn't. I think that might be what just happened with us. And I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? Welcome back, Riverdale. Season seven. Our last first episode of Riverdale. Do you oh feel like God. it's like we're sending them off to school? That's you know? sad. Do you feel yeah. that way? It's yeah. like how they say you only have 18 summers of, uh, you know, with your chi- child. With your child. And this is like, yeah, this is our this last is first episode. That is, oh my God, Jackie, I can't believe that made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome does to a person. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at Riverdale Roundup. We might not want to kiss them all right now. I'm not, there certainly was no horniness in this episode. Zero. That is none. Yeah. Negative. Negative. Very upset about that. Yeah. But it is going to be the 1950s and I'm excited for like once, oh, I'm excited for Kevin to find out and for Cheryl to re-remember that they're both gay and I just want to watch them <laughs> be kissing. Yeah. And there needs to be more kissing. Yeah, they need to make it gay immediately. Yes, please. More kissing. Yeah. Yes, please. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week because Riverdale's back. We're back, baby. Bye, cuties. Bye. I'm this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the March Spring Sale, March 15th through the 25th, and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. 
That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.